if you're going to cast your lot with somebody, you need to know yourself maybe a little bit better. But most importantly, you need to know the laws in your state. Some people get married. They don't even realize that like in a state like California, that means half of everything you make is going to be hers or his. Most of my actor clients take direction very well. Like you have to really walk them through it. There's a lot of times that I'll write an email for them that they can then you know make a little bit more of their own and send. But they definitely want a little bit more direction. My artists... Like my musicians are way more emotional about things and I have to kind of handhold a little bit more for them. The breadwinners, whether they're male or female, really want to make a deal because they know that they're paying for everybody. The supported spouse is generally the one that feels like he or she doesn't have much to lose. And we have to explain to them, yeah, you do, because you are spending money that would otherwise be going to you or your kids on lawyers. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by attorney, author, and family law expert, Laura Wasser, to talk about the difficulties of divorce and why it should be easier, along with the common issues that people face and how sex plays a role in it all. Topics include, so if marriage is a walk in the park, then why must we jump through all these hoops to get a divorce? The main reasons people separate and how it all comes down to one thing, communication. How often sex issues break up a marriage and it happens more than you think. And what we should all know before walking down the aisle because a marriage is a lot more than just a wedding day. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So if you've been listening to the show, it should be no surprise to you that women typically last longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap. And now there's something you can do about it. It's called Promescent, and trust me, this stuff really works. Promescent is an over-the-counter topical treatment that enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescriptions, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. It's absorbed into the skin instead of staying on the surface. So instead of numbing everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. Just apply to the underside of the penis before sex. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. And because Promescent gets completely absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's time to close the orgasm gap, don't you think? Try Promescent for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com for even more awesome sex tips that we update it every single day. And find me Monday through Friday on SiriusXM Radio. I'm on from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on channel Stars 109. And you can get a free trial if you go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Find me on all social media. It's at sexwithemily across the board. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Laura Wasser. All right, I'm really excited for my guest today. I have attorney Laura Wasser. She's an author, entrepreneur, family law expert, 
founder and CEO of the online divorce platform called It's Over Easy. Now, let me just say this. I always said, why, why, why is it so easy to get married and divorce takes forever? Why can't we make it easier? Well, Laura is now making it easier for you guys. It's an online service that basically makes divorce a hell of a lot less stressful, so it sucks less. Um, speaking of sucking, she has a podcast, a <laughs> weekly podcast called Divorce Sucks, which I loved being on a few weeks ago. And you have represented some pretty big people. Ryan Reynolds, Angelina Jolie, Maria Shriver, Khloe Kardashian. I was listening, I fell asleep listening to your podcast with Khloe last night. I'm like, that's a good, it's amazing to me. All these lives that you've been in, your bestseller, 2013. It doesn't have to be that way. How to divorce without destroying your family and bankrupting yourself. You launched your podcast last year, which is really successful right now. So congratulations to that. Thank you. Can you first just talk about your own journey a bit? How you got into like why family law? And My dad is a family law attorney. So I, even though I thought I would never follow in his footsteps. In fact, I didn't even think I'd be a lawyer, which is kind of a joke because my parents named me Laura Allison Wasser. My initials are law. I fought it so hard until basically I was graduating from college at Cal and I was like, well, what else am I going to do? Because I'm certainly not going to go to medical school because I didn't have those kind of grades. So I was a rhetoric major in college. I went into law school. I still never thought I would be doing matrimonial law. And I got married the summer before my final year of law school. I had a big wedding in 1993, gorgeous, whatever, but I was 25 and so was he and we were clearly too young to be married. So about a year after, while I was waiting for my bar results, I said, okay, this is probably not working. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And we were the perfect candidates for It's Over Easy. We didn't really have anything, we had some debt, but even as a first year associate filling out those forms by myself, and I'd been to law school and English is my first language, I was like, wow, this is really difficult. Why does it have to be so difficult? And that's why people get lawyers because it's a totally emotional time. It's so scary. And then you've got all these forms and you don't understand them and you're sure you're gonna be doing them wrong. And this is the next chapter and you have to make sure financially you're covered and your kids are covered. So it's super scary. Anyway, I did that. And in doing that, I did it at my dad's firm. I said, can I work here for a while until I get back on my feet? And I never left because it's a really interesting field of law. Like you said, you get to know all kinds of people. You touch their lives. You get in there for like, like six to 12 months and then you're done. And so all of these people who like told you everything. Everything, like they have to. Everything about sexual proclivities, cheating, dreams, you know, every financial issue that they have that they would never share with anyone. Hey, I lease a Porsche, but I really can't afford it. Like every month I'm scraping to make the payments or whatever it is, I know. And then poof, after the after it's done, they're done. I'll like run into them in a restaurant and we're kind of like, hey, right. hey. Like, you know, it's like, almost like you're the therapist. You're, you, yes. you are kind of part therapist because you're also like, let's get back to this. Right. But because they probably break down at your table sobbing, they I'm do. sure. And I say, like, do not ask me. I'm a hot mess. I have two kids with two different guys. Like, I don't know about relationships, but what I know about is the most financially reasonably sound way to move on to the next chapter. And I can do that no matter how much money you have or how little money you have. And so that's why I started It's Over Easy after practicing for 25 years. I was like, this message needs to go to more people. We need to change the way people approach divorce because it's not over easy. It's so sad. It's so difficult. But that shouldn't play out in your financial and business transaction as part of getting divorced. So essentially, It's Over Easy is making it easier so you won't get caught up in all the financials as much. Like yes. How- 
Yeah, I mean, what look, about the negotiating? You can you negotiate with your spouse on your own time frame if you do need help. If you hit a wall, like you just cannot figure out who's going to have Wednesday nights, we will refer you to a mediator that you can go pay separately, whatever, and maybe then come back to the table and do the rest of it. The okay. problem is there are so many different moving parts in a divorce, and if we can't get through them simply, if you tell people the law and you explain it to them, they generally can do it themselves. I mean, it's not it's not a huge but mystery. no one's ever taken the time to figure out like this is so smart what a brilliant no, not, business decision not when well. you're making $900 an hour why would anybody yeah, try to figure exactly. it out and make it simpler no I mean, it's smart though for what you do I think I, I love that I want to get back to that in a minute but first I have to say this 25 you got divorced now one of my things and I've been saying this for years like I don't think anyone should get married before they're 30 right. I think we barely even know ourselves then. Right. and even then I know a lot of people who still don't and they're in their late 30s 40s so <laughs> 50s do you, right, right exactly right you say that I'm still, we're all figuring it out still I'm an expert in second, I'm still figuring my life out right so but when it comes to relationships like what what have you seen first of all do you think that's true do you find a lot of people like they just should not have gotten married I, I think well, yes I, I think 30. it depends I, it, they shouldn't have gotten married under Age thirty. I don't know that we could regulate that. I would sure I love to regulate. see I can people have more counseling beforehand. Like you know that line from Parenthood where Keanu Reeves is like, you know, you need a license to fish and you need a license to drive, but any butt ream and asshole can become a parent. <laughs> it's it's that all over again. If you're going to cast your lot with somebody, you need to know yourself maybe a little bit better. But most importantly, you need to know the laws in your state. So many people get married, they don't even realize that, like in a state like California, that means half of everything you make is going to be her or his people don't know that right exactly so we're like we're all like you know the early start the dopamine the love hormones we don't care about anything it's all gonna work out because I'm madly in love but have you found when people are sitting in your office like do you feel like there's certain types you're like like do you get them right like I know when someone calls into the show I'm like oh I know exactly your drama your history I know why you're dating this kind of person yes do you feel when they walk in you're like I've got this yes and what are some common like archetypes would you say well it's interesting I feel like most of my actor clients take direction very well like you have to really walk them through it. There's a lot of times that I'll write an email for them that they can then, you know, make a little bit more their own and send, but they definitely want a little bit more direction. Um, I definitely think that my artists, like my musicians, are way more emotional about things. Like I'll really have to explain things three or four times. And these are broad generalizations, but those guys are the ones that are a little more emotional and I have to kind of handhold a little bit more for them. And it's interesting. Male, female, I don't necessarily see as many trends, but I definitely see trends in the breadwinners. The breadwinners, whether they're male or female, really want to make a deal because they know that they're paying for everybody. The supported spouse is generally the one that feels like he or she doesn't have much to lose. And we have to explain to them, yeah, you do, because you are spending money that would otherwise be going to you or your kids on lawyers, fighting over things that you may not care about. It's not just a bottomless pit. So let's have a finite number here and then come to it. Oh God, it's a lot. So, and you do deal with a lot of celebrities. How does that, is that just kind of what, the firm you're in how did that happen how did you become that person well as you know i mean living in southern california almost everything somehow touches the the entertainment industry so you like the celebrity realtor the celebrity dentist you know so the celebrity divorce attorney i guess falls that way i think when i started practicing i was probably almost 10 years younger than most of my colleagues at the time and i dressed young and i spoke young and so i would get a lot of referrals for young people in the entertainment industry, young actors, young musicians, young athletes, because their representatives, whether they be agents or business managers or entertainment attorneys, would go, oh, she's good. She'll 
talk, she'll speak their language, right. she'll get it. You and get so it came from that. And growing up here too, you kind of, you're not like in awe, like, oh, no. look, it's Angelina Jolie. You're like, okay, let's just, let's get your divorce exactly. done. Right, so a little more kids and more money going on, but it's all the same, it's a it divorce. Is. It's a great so, equalizer, I like to gr- say. It is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so what are just some of the common issues you see? I know it's a really broad question, but for example, I remember hearing a few years ago that like, in eight out of 10 divorce cases right now, Facebook came up in the, in the, you know, in, in the transcripts. A, there's a lot of like social were, media. I mean, there's a lot of social media and there's a lot of online stuff. I mean, people will find their spouses, you know, having full on online relationships. They've never even met the person, but whatever it is that they are not getting from their marriage, they're kind of putting into the computer to this person out there. People do online dating, even when they're married, that whole Dolly Madison, yeah. you know, right. scandal that happened. So that's a lot. But again, I, as you probably would agree, that's not the underlying problem back up to what are they missing in their marriage that ca- that causes them to whether it be online or just going to a bar and meeting somebody and hooking up what's happening what where's the disconnect there and that has that's age old and so people probably that's- don't do enough work to figure out how to communicate and instead of resenting and shoving stuff down actually talking about it working through it and then there's also people just grow apart. If you yeah. get married when you're 25, the chances are you're going to grow up and determine who you are. And it may not be the person that grew with this other person. So I don't know that human beings are really inherently meant to mate for life. Yeah. I believe we like to be families. I have my family. I have my tribe. I have the two right. dads to my two kids. I don't know that either one of them would want to be with me for the rest of their lives right. either. But we sure do all have Thanksgiving together and we sure do come together in a crisis and in times of celebration. And I have their backs and they have yeah. my, my, I just lost my mom two weeks ago. Everybody was there at the funeral. They've checked in every day. They're making sure I'm okay. I'm part of their family. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. Thank you for showing up today. It's, <laughs> not, it's not easy. Wow. I didn't know that. And that is, t- oh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know that we're supposed to mate for life. I don't see many cases where it actually works, but what we can do is start talking about these things right away in the relationship early on. Like, yes. Talk about everything. Cause you're right. It's not about the fact that you had a Facebook affair or you met someone at a bar. It's more about these resentments that have built over time. Cause you didn't talk about it 10 years ago and you can't even go back and unpack what it was. Cause so much more shit has been piled on top of it. Yeah. And now we just hate each other. And you want to recreate who you are and represent who you are to somebody new, not the person that already knows all the shit. And so you do that. Whereas, Hey, if this is a person that you actually walked down the aisle with, made vows to, had kids with, maybe start there. Exactly. So how much do you see sex as a role, play a role in these things? Like maybe they went off, they both wanted they had different sexual proclivities or they weren't having sex. Like does it come up a lot? The weren't having sex comes up a lot. Yeah. I think people that experiment, have proclivities, they usually do okay because they are having some kind of communication, some kind of intimacy, even when things go horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, let's bring a third person in the relationship. And then they're like, whoa, that did not work out. We did not like how that felt. Or I didn't like how it felt, particularly since you're still sleeping with her or whatever it is. Those are less likely to show up in my office than the ones that go, I don't know what happened. We haven't had sex. I mean, and I will ask as one of the main questions, like what's going on? How many kids? How long have you been married? Are you in therapy? And I say, what's your sex life like? Because so many people will say, not good. We haven't had sex in like two years. And I'm like, what? Yeah. How is this just come, you know, or I can't believe that she's cheating on me. Really? When was the last time you had sex? Well, like six months ago. Well, what? believe it. Where do you think you're going to go get it, right? Right. right. Even at the refrigerator's been empty. Where do you think they're going to go eat? Exactly. You weren't putting food there. You weren't cooking the whole thing. So is there ever couples that come to you and say, 
actually the sex is amazing but we can't get along with anything anything else we still want to have sex yes it's i mean it's interesting like you said that first meeting watching remember i don't usually meet with both couples unless right. i'm doing mediation i mean both parties i'll meet with one or the other but there are some that will say the sex was never the problem sex is fine that wasn't the problem but our communication with regard to other things is the problem and i've had people that I can't get a finite data separation, which is a big deal in California, because that's when you actually stop the clock running, when you stop having to split proceeds from you know, projects, when you stop having to have a clock on spousal support, because they keep sleeping together. And that's one of the indicators of whether or not a person is a complete, irreconcilable, irremediable break in the marriage, but they're still having sex all the time. So what happens, so do you think that, like, have you seen couples like, well, we're actually gonna get back together, we're calling this off? I see people get back together, I see people get back together because that chemistry is so amazing. Um, I see people work out other things. Okay, we're not going to get back together, but we really still like dating or we like hooking up with each other or whatever. It's rare, but it does happen. Right. And I'm like, go for it. Go, Why not? It works, right? Exactly. Do you ever see people who are like more, are they open to like more alternative relationships since you've been doing this a long time? People, I mean, I don't know if they get into it with you. I guess I'm the one at the dinner. People are probably, you're at the dinner party and they're like asking you about like divorces or their specific how can I hide my money? I'm how like, do I hide my can't. money? Right, exactly. <laughs> but but I, people are like, oh my God, how do we get our sex? So I'm hearing like we opened it up or we're in open relationships more and more than I did before. Right. Like 10 years ago or five years ago, even people were like, there's no way. I couldn't imagine my partner. All those people are freaks. They all have ponytails. They're not like hippies. I mean, no, actually people do open relationships and it can work. And it can work. It's, Again, I don't see those people. See I've heard part. about you it too. I think it's fascinating. I do too. I think it makes, I mean, if you have the right communication, right. because maybe we're not meant to, to mate forever. I don't. I don't think we are. What about this concept of starter marriages? Is that still a thing? Do you think that people just getting married younger and then they're getting it over with? They're like, I kind of knew it and then they're getting, afterwards they're... I think I think with the advent of more working women, I think we're seeing that less. I think that it was always, our, our culture raises, particularly girls and young women, to get into a relationship, start dating seriously, get that ring, plan the wedding, have kids. I mean, still, no matter what we've all been through with the women's movement, that's still somehow like embedded into our brains. But I definitely am seeing more women kind of taking control of their financial situation and many of them going like, I'm not in such a big rush to get married, particularly since I'm the breadwinner here. I'm totally cool just living with you because I the idea of having to pay you spousal support right. kills me. This is what I'm seeing though now more and more. What and we see since all the studies that everyone is delaying marriage and they're not rushing right into it, which I kind of think, I mean, I think that's really smart for us to wait. Yes. I think that we're not seeing, um, we're realizing like we are the breadwinners, women. We we don't we don't need it as we much. We don't need it. But again, we live in a bubble. I think we that, that New York and California are a bit more um, bubbly right. in that way. And I think that the rest of the country, you still have people going like, this is, my eyes are on the prize. My prize is I want to graduate from high school or college and I want to get married. Right, I want to have right. that wedding. That's true. And I still meet people like that, like my assistant here. She's like dying to get married. 32. <laughs> She's like, what? Like obsessed with the, she wants to be on the bachelorette. You're right. We are in this bubble, but I still think that it's smart to, you know, it's really good to get to know yourself before you jump into marriage no matter what age it is speaking of whether they end or people stay together I what I love is in listening to your podcast you said something in the beginning about how we look at divorce like it's this horrible I mean it sucks divorce sucks is our podcast but but also 
it could also be like a new chapter. It's an evolution. It doesn't yes. have to be this horrible thing in the sense of the way you look at yourself. Like, I'm a failure. Exactly. And that, I mean, again, even if there are people who are dying to get married, I, I have nothing against marriage. Right. What I have a problem with is people who completely burn down the house when the marriage ends. You got married. Look, I love that I got married. I think everybody yeah. should like have Try that white dress moment. It was beautiful. I was 25. I'll never be thinner than I was at that <laughs> point. Like, it was great. Got great pictures. And I'm glad I did that. And I'm glad I had that relationship. When it was done, it wasn't like, oh, it's done. Yeah, it was sad. Like any breakup is going to be sad. And if you have kids, it'll be complicated. If you have a lot of assets, it'll be complicated. But work through it. I agree with you. That's why we have It's Over Easy. That's why we created the evolution of dissolution, which is... The evolution of dissolution. (laughs) Trying to get people to approach divorce differently in our culture. Because the fact is, so many people go through more than one significant relationship or marriage we can't, when we only lived until we were 30 it made sense right. we're living until we're 90 100 it doesn't make sense anymore and to enable to have our kids be healthy well-adjusted individuals for us to be healthy and well-adjusted you have to be able to say goodbye to that relationship move on not burn bridges not burn the house down and then re restart reset new chapter new relationship it actually if you think about it if you're a human in your 90s and you've had like three or four significant relationships love affairs relationships whatever aren't you like a more interesting like person to listen to in the old age home yeah, def- like, don't you exactly. want to hear her you're story the, one with the sex story yeah. you're the one who's had the interesting things you're, you're absolutely right we're just not we're still catching up to it too yes. and it's like, taken oh, yeah. a really long time we are still in family law dealing with the same issues that like I don't know if you remember the movie Kramer versus Kramer yes. or so Noah Baumbach has a movie coming out called Marriage Story it's the follow-up, I mean, his life to the squid and the whale, which is like really documents kind of his own childhood divorce story and so many of us that grew up in the 70s and 80s. So now this is kind of the next phase and I'm really excited to see it. Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, and I think Alan Alda. They play the lawyers and then Scarlett and Adam are the divorcing couple and it really, you know, we're talking about it more. he, He spoke to a lot of people about their experiences. People are afraid to talk about it. It's like so taboo. And unless you're actually getting divorced, you don't want to have anything to do with it. Exactly. We're putting it out there. The I, same way you're putting sex out there, we're putting divorce you out there. You have to. So, right. So 50% of marriages we say at a divorce, which I think which is true, which is to Still me was accurate. like, I was like, not a great stat. Right. Like, don't sign me up for it until we figure out how to work it. I'm not I'm not really ready for it. But you just took me back to Kramer versus Kramer, which is the, came out in 78, which was the year I think my parents got divorced. So I'm like sitting in there in the theater and I just remember it was like, okay, at least I'm not alone, right? Because right. we still didn't know yet, but 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 we still, these days, you're right, we aren't talking about, it just is like, oh, they got divorced. I'm and they're like, having the, the same issues and same attorneys, issues. and again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, casting aspersions on any of my colleagues, but there is a little bit of weirdness about the fact that we're still having the same arguments, writing the same briefs, talking to the same judges or even new younger judges about the same things. Why should it be that that the kid shouldn't have access to both of his or her parents? Right. Why should only the mom have custody and then the dad comes over on Wednesdays, takes you for a fast dinner, gives you too much caffeine and candy, brings you back home again That's or exactly has a sleepover? That's exactly what was my life. It was right. Thursday nights though. Makes no sense but, to me. But is that what they're saying? Because what I think, and this is my question, aren't I feel like now that it's mostly 50-50. In California. 
but I have people that I've spoken to because now that we're You're national, right, all my friends are divorced right. from California. With it's over easy, and even in California, I'll have moms come to me and go, "Well, he's not getting 50-50 custody. I mean, he totally slept with somebody else." I'm like, "Well, that doesn't make him a bad dad. It just makes him a dick." I mean, right, like exactly, <laughs> right, exactly. So how? Because I think it makes so much more sense that you, of course, you should. I wish I when my dad died too when I was nineteen. It's like I wish I had more than Wednesday nights. Yes. So what is it now? Tell me about how it's over easy is changing that for kids and for the parents. So it's a healthier experience overall because I think that's what you have done in your own relationships right. and helping your clients. So tell me about that. A lot of it's education. We have an entire content section that has people writing articles, whether it's mental health professionals, financial specialists, people telling you, here's how it's going to look. Here's how it could be best. Here's what's best for your kids. If you sit, so many people say to me, how do I talk to my kids about telling them we're getting divorced? We've got like four articles about talking to your kids about getting divorced. We have four or five articles, how to deal with your ex, how to deal with a crisis with your ex. If if one of your kids gets caught vaping or smoking pot in school or the kids going away to camp or having anxiety issues, you guys are the parents. You still have to be a united front and tell this kid, we are here for you. We are your family. We love you. That conversation about, hey, we're splitting up. So many kids, it's crazy to me because this was not my experience. I don't know about yours. We're like, I wonder if it's me. Did I, is this? Oh uh, yeah. So blame ourselves. You got to tell your kids like, no, this is not about you. This is about us. And it's not even so much about us. We just hit this point and we're still a family. We're going to be living in separate places. We have each other's backs. We're all going to do stuff together. If anything ever good or bad comes up, you come to both of us. We're going to talk about it. How is that after all these years since Kramer versus Kramer not evident? I don't know. I mean, this is okay. So in looking at your site, so people can go there and say like, how do I have the conversation? You provide all of that. Yes. All of those resources. That is so freaking smart. So did you write, did you have work with therapists or you work yes, with counselors? I wrote a lot of the articles and then because I've been in this business for so long, I know a a lot of people so I'll go hey write me an article for my insights blog about how to sit down and talk to your kids yeah. and then also because now we've been up for a while people will write into us and go I had this horrible experience can I write about it on the blog and so we have one that's called co-parenting with an asshole yeah, and that's about it. that's about what I mean it is I can't be so Pollyannish like everybody's all gonna get on there's gonna be there's jerks gonna be out there or you just did a podcast on the, nar- the narcissism, narcissism. yes yeah. I mean it happens so it what do does. you do now because if you really can't meet in the middle now what do you do how do you handle it the best way possible for yourself and for your kids. So that's really, I mean, I love that it's like a one-stop shop for it because really people are calling me, how do I have the conversation or right. what do I do or what's right? So it would make sense. I mean, I, I think this is this is actually, this is brilliant. And then it also has what we call the index, which is kind of, so you can go on, get content, read about things, watch videos. You can actually do all the forms, fill them out and get divorced. And then we've got the index, which is a directory, a provider directory for anything that you could imagine before, during, after getting divorced, whether it's something as, you know, in depth as, hey, I really need to find a new accountant because my, or I need new health insurance that's not available anymore through my spouse's employer to, I'm getting back out there and I'm dating. I need help rearranging my closet. I need help. I need a spray tan. Right. I'm going on my first, you know, dating app date. I need right. a spray tan. Here's the spray tan person. They're the best ones. On your site. On yes. the Silver Easy. Yes. I mean, I, right now I'm looking, co-parenting with an asshole. Right. <laughs> Can I lose child for smoking weed? Which I get this, my everyone's terrified. We just did the weed podcast yesterday okay. with my friend Alexis Steinberg, who is a cannabis attorney. And so we talked about all that stuff. I Can mean, you? No, you can't. But you could if you actually, if somebody called Child Protective Services, I mean, the law is the last thing to change. So it's not illegal in California after Prop, was it 64? Yes. But 
still you could have a judge that looks at you and goes, yeah, I don't think you're a very good parent. You left those edibles lying around. And even though he, she didn't pick them up and eat them, not so good. Or you did get pulled over for driving while smoking because you're not allowed to do that. And so now it shows your judgment's not very good and I'm not going to let you have the kids. That's, that's, oh God, babe, 10, 10, 10. Ted, 10 talks that anyone considering divorce should watch. I love that you're giving this all, all this information on here. This is amazing. I'm just looking at the blog. I did not know this. So because, so then what happens is, is if they go to It's Over Easy right. and they can start the process, but throughout it's almost like you're holding their hand with like the articles and the yes. there's someone online, someone can, they can reach out to someone for help yes. or for a resource. Yes. And so... And so what are some of the things, um, oh, so so in doing this process, are you saying now, because we are all about like, it's an evolution and why shouldn't we all be great parents? And you know, Gwyneth Paltrow with her whole conscious uncoupling. Yes. And, I, and I do, like even my brother got divorced from his wife and they and they are in Michigan and they do the 50-50 thing, but they're a block apart. It's a really great divorce. We all go out together and celebrate everyone's, you know, my niece's graduations. But that's not the case for everybody. How does it's over easy kind of encourage it? And people are like, he's an asshole, he did this. How does it do by, you know, you just recommending? First of all, recommending and also showing by example. Like, yes, your spouse cheated on you or your spouse has a gambling problem and gambled away all your money. It's not, so it's going to be hard to be like, hey, we're a united front. We love each other. You can still hate his guts, okay? But until you're able to kind of let go of that, you don't have to get back together with him, but you have to be able to co-parent with him. So many people come to me and go, can't I just make her go away? No, she's not going away. If you have kids with her or you have some kind of a partnership financially, she's not going away. So let's figure out the best way of dealing with her. Not because, not even because of your kids, because of you. And here's what I say mostly to my women clients, which is if you have that anger frown, you're going to look ugly and old sooner and then you're not going to want to date anybody else. They're not going to want to date you. So if it gets down to just pure aesthetics, yeah. that's one of the ways. You don't want to hold They're on like, to that not anger. the ugly frown. Right. Wait, now, now I heard what you're saying. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But how do you, but then I would feel like with you, with you're coming in, you're hearing everything to get them out of that space. Sometimes you must be like, Okay, is your therapist appointment next? Because you would turn into that role. Right. Well, again, most of the clients that I have in my private practice, because they're wealthy and because they live in Southern California, have been in some kind of therapy. Couples therapy, kid therapy, co-parenting therapy, or their own. So I can just say, this is a better conversation to have with your therapist. And they know that. I mean, especially their therapist usually is less expensive, too. But on It's Over Easy, we create this community so that they can actually hook up with other people going through it find support groups, find blogs, find therapists. I mean, we have low-cost therapists that we refer to that, you know, again, it's out of our hands. Just here's a guide, here's a directory, call them. And this, I think, is a really important part of the divorce process because it does hurt. It is difficult. It is. It just sounds like it's a whole more of a holistic approach because otherwise you're just calling your friends. Who did you use? And you're right. asking around. Like, I've had so many people say, going through divorce like who do I talk to who's the lawyer and people always always recommended you since I moved to LA but I know they might not be able to have you but now they can go on your site that's right which makes sense it's over easy that's that's really smart all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and we come back even more with Laura Wasser all right when I say anal sex what do you think do you think ouch or no way or it's only for exiting or maybe you had a traumatic experience or that makes me gay or Maybe it's something along the lines of this listener's email. Dear Emily, my boyfriend really wants to have anal sex, but I'm afraid I tried it once and it was terrible. What can I do to get over the fear? Well, I get a lot of these questions and you're not alone. Well, my friend Alicia from B-Vibe thought the same thing and she knew that without the right training and tools, it can be really hard to enjoy anal play. So she created the B-Vibe Anal Training and Education Set and trust me, she thought of 
everything. See, anal play can be very enjoyable, and this set from B-Vibe makes it fun and easy to get there. It actually includes some very important elements like the complete guide to anal play. It's kind of like a mini master's course in butt stuff. Next, it has three different size plugs to gradually get used to, as well as a lubricant applicator that makes everything so much easier. And if you're concerned about cleanliness, no worries. There's even an anal enema to get everything in order back there. And everything is super high quality and of course, 100% body safe. We are all obsessed with the whole B-Vibe line. To learn more about B-Vibe's anal training and education set, go to sexwithemily.com slash B-Vibe. That's sexwithemily.com slash B-V-I-B-E today. I'm so excited to introduce all of you to Simple Habit. I mean, not only will it be your new favorite app, but it happens to be home to a brand new audio series that I created. Simple Habit began as a meditation app that featured audio guidance from a huge range of experts, but now it is so much more than just meditation. So when the folks behind the app reached out and invited me to be one of their experts, I was so excited to get involved. So my new series is all about sex. Shock, I know. But whether you're a Sex with Emily super fan or a brand new listener, I promise there's something in it for you. We're launching the series with five lessons and each is focused on a particular topic and each with a suggested assignment to keep your sex life growing and expanding because you know, that's what I'm all about. This month, I'm covering the basics, including everything from communication to exploration, and I'll be adding new lessons each month. By the way, when you're done with my series, there are hundreds of free wellness lessons and thousands of premium ones on there. It's really impressive, and my listeners can now save 30% on a premium membership. So all you have to do is go to sexwithemily.com slash simplehabit, and once you install it, you can quickly find my series by searching SWE. Again, save 30% on a premium membership by going to sexwithemily.com slash S-I-M-P-L-E-H-A-B-I-T today. Then search S-W-E to find me there. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. So going back to social media for a second, I'm just curious about this. Do you think, because you've been doing it for 25 years, I think you're right that some of the same problems, people have always been cheating. Right. That's always been happening. But do you think that there's more so that people are like using it as evidence or they're cheating more? Or they're like, yes. do you have to be more careful? Are there certain, like, do you have any advice for people like what they shouldn't be doing or what they should be doing well, online? Well, okay, so we usually, at the beginning of every case, we send out a letter saying you must not erase or delete any of your drives or whatever else because a lot of that, and again, California's a no-fault state, so it's not about the cheating, it's about like moving the money. We need to see the footprint of where the money went. Usually we'd have people coming in with forensic accounts and huge boxes of documents. Now it's all online, but people will you know try to delete stuff or get rid of stuff, and I also think that people getting divorced don't realize what it is that's important and not important. I mean, I have so many people say, I need a good private investigator. And I'm like, why? I need to see if he's cheating. 
why? Right, I mean, if you need to see for your own self, fine. But for me, I don't need to see because California is a no-fault state, so it makes no right. difference. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are really not very savvy when it comes to what they're doing. Or if you're having a big dispute about child support, oh, he really should be paying me more child support, and I I know that he's you know able to. Well, how do you know that? Well, I, I'm on his Instagram page. He's driving a new car. He's in Cabo with his new blonde well, girlfriend. They went now. Right. Yeah. Now I'm on her Instagram page and she just bought new boobs. And she doesn't have any money. So it must have come. So he can't pay child support because he's doing this. Right. So then what do you do with that? Well, then you can use that for evidence, you, and you can say like, "Is evidence that's sure. so smart?" Like you, it, not you the boobs necessarily. You got to get yeah. the boobs back, but right though, that makes so much. I would think that that would be so much more incriminating evidence that you would not have seen in yeah. the past. You let people into your life when you make it public, and so therefore you're open to that kind of examination. That is. That makes so much sense. Okay, so I always say, and what I believe to be true, is that the three main causes of divorce are typically or arguments in a relationship are sex and kids and money. I think that makes sense. I think I actually read an article the other day yeah. that had like six of them, but those were the three of Okay, them. so you see that, and would you, is there anything that you see, like I know that you're not the therapist, but in sitting in there, that maybe this could have been resolved had they... I guess it's all about fucking therapy, having therapy early on or communicating, about getting it. good communication. And I always say this to couples like you should be doing therapy when you're getting along, yes. when things are good, because that will help you get in a rhythm and establish. It's like going to the gym. You want to start going to the gym when you're healthy. Then if something happens, you get an injury, whatever, you know how to get back in there and get back into shape. It's the same with this. You, you, you learn those tools in therapy to communicate and for sure with the sex and the money. One of the reasons people have issues with those two items is that they don't know how to talk about them. Now, I will tell you this. People are more likely to talk about sex than they are about money, yeah. particularly women. I think they will talk true. about sex. They do not want to talk about money, yeah. which I find so strange. Yeah. You need to talk about these things. You this is your to. spouse. Right. And they're like, and my, my mom's a financial planner, so she always says like sometimes the spouse will die, like the husband will die. Let's just say it's in these heteronormative relationships. And the wife has never looked at money, didn't know where it was, doesn't know what's happening. And so... Why do you think it is money? Again, it's because th that wife that you're talking about, that hypothetical wife, she was the princess. And so she was in the castle and she never had to worry about anything. And her prince would go out and shoot the deer and bring home the food and whatever it was. We, we, come on. That is just not a good way Open to be. Your eyes. You yeah. need to know. You can be a princess and still know where what bank accounts are. You know, exactly. I have people that come in all the time. Sophisticated, gorgeous women. They have their personal shoppers at Neiman Marcus. They could have a reservation at any restaurant in town. They 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 go to the shows in Paris. And I say, okay, so you know, how much does your spouse make every year? No idea. How, how how much the mortgage obligation, if any, on your home? No idea. And they say, I'm so embarrassed that I don't know any of this. I said, don't be embarrassed. It must be nice. It's just, it, it has <laughs> to be, be nice. really scary right now. Yeah. So then how do you, what would be your advice then? Like, like how do we have them just pull off the shield and say, I know you're afraid about walking into this money conversation, but... It has to happen. It would save us so much. It also, I feel, would keep people more together because if you feel like you have a partner in these financial, you know, good times and bad times, okay? Because again, people go through good and bad. If you have a partner, this is the person whom you lay down to sleep with every night, who you are having intimate sexual relations with, hopefully, who you've raised children with, which are generally going to be the most important 
item in your life, kids, how to raise them, keeping them happy. Why wouldn't this be the person that you say, hey, we just had a huge windfall this year or hey, I'm I'm suffering. Like I And I see so many people argue because she's spending too much and I'm really, really stressed out about it. Well, how is she supposed to know that she's spending too much if you haven't let her in on any of the secrets of what is being earned? Right. And it's community money. It's her money. Right. Well, it could be so obviously because men feel like less less of a, if we're talking about a man, less of a man, less masculine. When you don't make money, you almost feel like you're castrated. So just kind of say, honey, we got to curtail it here. And then it just becomes a whole mess. But every relationship, as you know, is a deal. Every relationship, both people have things that they bring to the table. That will change in the course of relationships, but that's the relationship. So you see these stereotypical older, wealthy Hollywood guy, not super attractive, young, trophy, what would they have a deal. That's the deal. And if she does put on 100 pounds or he does lose all his money, it's not saying it's going to end, but the deal changes. It does change. So, okay, so what are some things that you've seen with people not getting divorced? I'm sure you have so many ideas about what are the things that people should just figure out about each other before they walk down the aisle? Like, what should we know? Well, again, I... I don't believe that everyone should have a prenup, but I believe that everyone should have a prenup conversation. Now, there's certain things that you could actually contract about. You could see, Do you have that on It's Over Easy yes. prenups? No, we don't because okay. you need an attorney okay. to uh, have a prenup. But there is a company that we have an affiliation with called Prenupta, and they're on our Prenupta. Prenupta, and you can actually call Prenupta or go online and find Prenupta. They will help you draft the agreement, and then they'll give you an attorney who at a very low price can sign off on it. So now you've checked, you've checked okay, the box, you got smart. the attorney. Okay. But when you get married, you are entering into a contract. You may not know the terms because you don't know what the law is in your state, which baffles my mind. Know the law in your state. But then the other thing, so you know that without a prenup, everything that you earn or if you're a painter and you paint a painting after you're married that painting is half your spouse's if you earn money any of those things but for what you inherit or is gifted to you that's going to be community property in a state like California you also are going to be responsible for paying spousal support to that person so that they can live in the lifestyle to which they became accustomed during the marriage for a certain period of time and child support Okay, so now we know that. If you don't have a prenup, that's the rules. What other rules do you need to know? Hey, my parents are older and I never want to put them in assisted living, so they're probably going to live with us when we when they get older. Are you okay with that? Hey, it's really important that my kids go to private school. I don't want them going to public school. Are you okay with that? Hey, I want to make sure that you know that I'm probably not going to go back to work after I have kids. I just don't want to. I can't imagine being a working mom. I want to stay home. And again, it'll change. You may actually have kids and go, right. get me the fuck out of here. I got to get back to work. Having those conversations, those are things you should know. How much debt is there? People get married. When you have a prenup, you have to disclose everything so you know. People get married. 10 years in, you go, oh, by the way, I've been using my community money this whole time to pay down my law school debt. Nobody knew. Wow. I never thought about a prenup in this way, but wait, it's like a truth teller, like yes. a truth serum. Like you, if you all have to sit down with a prenup, you got to answer these questions and it's almost like it should almost be required. And I'm telling you that the I prenups I've done, even the really difficult ones, those people have stayed together. They may not like what they're hearing and it may take the bloom off the rose a little bit, but by the time they get married, they have some truths that I think help them throughout their marriage. There's not any huge surprises. And there've been a couple where once you get into the weeds, they go, you know what? I don't like what I'm seeing here and we're not going to get married. Well, that's what I would think. I would yeah. think it would be that one next step. Like we, I just think it's way too easy to get married too. Yep. So why not have this 
this this prenup. Maybe maybe we have to rebrand the name prenup, but just something about because you know, like in certain religions, like there's a a counselor, like in the church, yes, that can sit down absolutely. and they have to go for eight weeks. Like that should there there should be certain protocols that are required before you walk down the aisle. And I love the idea of just asking those tough questions about money, about and I'm all about like um, sex too, yeah. having like things that you guys, you know, I'm kind of developing a. I have something on my site called a yes, no, maybe list, but we want to make it a little more sophisticated. But you could actually look at a bunch of different sex acts and yes. see where, where you would you both be into spanking? How great or no or maybe or kink and that's brilliant. And then, yeah, and then you're like, okay, let's see where our yeses are and our maybes, rather than getting into a relationship and finding out that you just cannot on common ground with sex either. Right. So the money thing could be the prenup. The sex thing could be this yes, no, maybe a little more advanced. But because even like so with sex, do you ever find? I don't know if they get in this to you. Have you ever found that there's something? Like someone just got way into kink. Like yes. got way into BDSM or something else and they're like, I am not, this is not my jam. Right. I'm out. Yeah. And 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 that has been an issue. And then then he or she goes elsewhere. Now that's a question. Can I put up with that? If I don't want to do this, but my spouse really does, and he or she is not having a an emotional attachment, but you know, once a week they go to the dominatrix and that's really important and whatever. Sometimes they make it work. I know a lot of couples who have made that work. And I feel like it's just getting past that fear that this belief that we have that sex is supposed to be monogamous with right. one person for the right. rest of your life. Who is that really, really working for without a lot of, I mean, without a lot of struggle and a lot of effort? I mean, I think it, a lot of our listeners are like, oh my God, I was able to after 20 years. Now we got our sex life back. For But for a lot of people, they won't get it back to where it was, but maybe they, it's okay to say once a week, my partner's going to go to Dominatrix right. and I'm going to go get a massage or happy ending. And and it seems so crazy to people, but how much better is it to get your needs met and then you still can come home with your, your partner and also, have dinner? Also, if you think about it, a lot of this comes from the forbiddenness of it. So if what it is, Esther Perel did a whole thing on like Mm -hmm. when you're lying to your partner, there's something about it that like feels good to you or whatever. I said to my boyfriend very early on, because it's true, I don't care at all if you go to strip clubs. It doesn't like offend me or bother me. And I also don't care if you go and get a happy ending at any point. And he goes, you totally ruined it for me. I never want to do those things. And I was like, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. But again, right. if that's what it is, then that's a part of it too. Yeah, it's exactly. I had a, I had a friend of mine who was getting married like, um, I was like 10 years ago and he said to me, I'm freaking out because I just, I know myself and I know I might be able to, someday I just might want to do something. I said, well, just tell her that you need a hall pass. That Tell her to say to her, you know, um, I'm not saying right now, but at some point, maybe I'll be out of town or something's going to happen. And she said, yeah, she gave him the hall pass and he was like so much, he was able to like get married to right, her. I don't know right. what I haven't checked in with him lately, but it was like something. Well, I need an end to this story. I need to know what happened. Well, here's the thing. I should, I should call him. Yeah. I should ask call him right thinking now. About it. <laughs> but I think he has, you know, I think I did run into him a few years ago and he's like, it's just been, and I did. He was visiting San Francisco. I was like, whatever happened? And because I used to live there. And he's like, yeah, I, I think he's done it when he's traveling or he's right. in Vegas, but she's cool. And it was an arrangement, which kind of the opposite of what you're saying. Because right. it's like, you took it away from me. Right. But there's both sides that it goes. Absolutely. That's smart, though. I think that people, yeah, some people do just kind of find that that sexy, that sort of titillating and the, and the, and the forbidden. I have so, had a lot of clients come to me and one or the other is cheating outside of the marriage. And as soon as it's disclosed and the dissolution starts they come back they go this wasn't fun anymore for me I don't want to be with her I want to be with you and then what happens though can they get back together sometimes they can sometimes they can't sometimes the person who the the cheated on party is like I just can't ever be with you again after that and sometimes they're like okay good it just depends and what about kids how we can we go back to that for a minute when we're talking about like it's using it's over easy if they use your 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 online platform 
Um, and you said that most people, a lot of people are coming in and saying, I don't want my spouse ever to see my, my kid again, only on Wednesdays. Does it all break it down per state? Because now you just went nationwide with it. Right. So that's the kind of the big the big news because you started, you said last year? We two, started it in January of 2018. 18, and right. now already in a year, it's spread into every, because every yes. state has different laws And so the states it. don't have laws about custody, okay. like, oh, it should only be 30% for dad or whatever. It's just, I think, a different subjective, what, what the trend is and what judges will do. We believe that countrywide, it is best for kids that they are exposed to both of their parents equally. Now, again, that may not work for some people. They may live in different counties and it may be too hard. You don't want the kid in the car two hours every day or whatever. And sometimes people live cross country from each other, so you can't do that. But we really do believe, and I do think that is the trend with mental health professionals and with family law judicial officers. It just takes a little longer to get to those places. So what we do, again, because we're more of a media website is we give people the information we say what could happen if you go to court and then we show them calendars particularly for their kids because it's different if you've got little kids generally mental health professionals believe it's better for them to see have more frequent and continuous contact so do two days two days three days or two days two days five days whereas older kids they've got all this stuff and they're schlepping yeah. it back and forth you could do week on week off with older kids and maybe do a one night during the week to see other parent it depends what works best I for the family on the family yeah well, what about when people have one home and they go back to the home nesting yeah yeah that's it's usually it's called nesting and it's usually better for like a short term or a transition like you've got a family residence you're probably that's your most um, valuable asset and you can't sell it just yet so you get either one or two apartments or somebody stays with a friend or whatever and the kids stay in the house and the kids that's really good a lot of times for kids if the parents it's a huge inconvenience for the parents huge I have friends who've done it I don't think it's worked very well it doesn't work for long term I mean I've read about couples like there's a couple in Canada that has like two different like you know kind of add-ons but the kids are in the house and they have doors and everything to this same house and, it, and it's worked for a long time and I think they did a documentary. For the most part, it's a good transition and it shows the kids, we're all here, you don't have to be uprooted, you don't have to be moved and now we're going to see how this works because imagine if you aren't the primary parent, if you're the parent that basically comes home from work each day at five or six, has dinner, spends a little time with the kids, maybe gets up with them in the morning but you're not the one that's scheduling the dental appointments, doing the play dates, you know, whatever and so all of a sudden now you've got your separate residence which apartment house whatever and you've got the kids all to yourself on these like it's a lot so if you could swallow that smaller bite-sized pieces you know living in their same house where you actually know where the pasta is kept and whatever then you could probably more easily transition out and then that's better for your kids too yeah since you are the celebrity divorce attorney let's talk about celebrity divorces because we are seeing it being a little more amicable we're definitely seeing a trend with celebrities um, really whether it's true or not putting on a great face and showing the rest of the world starting with their children and working all the way out that they are still going to be friends that they are still going to co-parent they can sometimes vacation together they're not going to have a big you know war in court together you're not going to read about this in the newspaper except that hey we really still love each other and we're family but what that does for our culture is it trickles down we all want to be like the celebrities so we're going to consciously uncouple and we're going to I think it was gently separate was another one of them I mean we're going to live by that example and I think that's great for everybody that's directly in line with what it is that I'm trying to do which is be nicer to each other be kind 
your co-parent, it's true because I still hear these stories nowadays, even from friends or people call into the show. They're like, one of the parents is trashing the other parent to the kids. And that's just going to have a devastating impact on the kids. Luckily, right. my parents didn't do that. That was rare. Yeah. That was rare at the time. So now it's good to see that that's the celebrity divorces right. are actually. Pretend you're that celebrity and fake it till you make it. Exactly. And eventually that you will start being like that. Yeah, because you lo- at one point you loved each other and you yes. were family. So don't make it hell um, if you can do it. So it's over easy. I love this. I, I It's such a great resource. So people can just go to itsovereasy.com. Even if they're thinking about divorce, and to yes. see, there's just, no commitment. You can play no around commit. on the site. You can give us your information if you'd like, but you don't have to. We are there to educate you and give you information. If you decide that you want to get divorced and you want to pay for the site and get divorced, it's fifteen hundred dollars. And again, we figured out in the United States, the average divorce costs $15,000. So if you figure you can get your entire divorce for $1,500, that would be awesome. Yeah. And then we also have all these resources, which yes, those guys might cut you to more if you want to get the spray tan or, or you want to get the financial planning or the health insurance or whatever it is. We have moving companies. I mean, we have all kinds of great resources for people going through it. An amazing service, which is called Worthy, where you can sell your engagement ring online. We have you know partnerships with The Real Real so that you can get your closet cleaned out, sell some of that stuff, buy some new stuff to get back out there again. All of these things, all of these professionals and businesses we have on the index. That's so, so smart because they might not even thought about it like oh that's a good way to get money right like, you know what I mean so yeah no I mean I just I don't think there's anything else like this that I know of it's very smart Laura Wasser I'm, I'm happy for you Thank and you. now you're doing the podcast you what have you learned on the podcast or what have you enjoyed it's in a year right yeah it's I, totally different than being a lawyer it's totally different than being a lawyer I love it because the reason that I stayed being a family law attorney is I love the stories and I also love kind of bringing people together and helping people I like talking to people who are really excellent in their field and having them give me like the top five things that they would tell people and and people love sharing that information so yeah. telling their stories and then telling their specialties and what they do bringing people together educating people about it I that's why I've been loving doing this podcast and again whether it's you know a celebrity that's willing to share his or her story about divorce or co-parenting or whatever else or it's a professional that's willing to come out and go look this is what you really need to know before you file a divorce petition you have to get these five financial documents in place and whatever or somebody that says this is how your kids are going to feel when you sit down and talk to them hey there it is it's all out there it's free listen tell us what you think yeah. that's been really cool for me yeah I think it's, it is a great service because we do it's something that we feel very alone and very shameful in many parts of this world it just like seems like a horrible thing so to listen to you having the light conversations like and some more serious and then hear how the celebrities did it and I like the Chloe. I mean, she was like, yeah, we do. We co-parent. We do it. It all works out. Yeah. And then um, the narcissist, I want to go back to the narcissist one real quickly. What was interesting is you said on your podcast that, that like five years ago it was bipolar and then yes. before that it was psychopath. Yes. So do you think that that's just, because I do feel like narcissist is a buzzword now, right? right? Now everyone's narcissist and crazy. Everybody calls me and says, so here's what you really need to know. My spouse is a narcissist. And I'm like, oh, really? I mean, everybody says that. Now, again, sometimes really they are. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me if your spouse is a narcissist or not. You know, five years ago, I just would have called it an asshole. Bipolar, asshole, psychopath, asshole, narcissist, asshole. That's what we're dealing with. with, We're 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 dealing with someone that could be difficult. And we still want to figure out the best way to get you divorced with as little emotional and financial cost as possible. You just have to keep bringing it back to the the business. All right. Thank you so much, Laura. Okay, so Laura Wasser, you can check out your podcast. Yes. Um, Divorce Sucks. Yes. Wherever you listen to podcasts. They can go to It's Over Easy. 
Yes. Get divorced really easier. Just find out if they should and the steps take. And send it to your friends. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that probably also you developed it because you're like, I don't want everyone calling me and asking me all the questions all the time. <laughs> just go to the website. Like, seriously, just go to the website, which is really smart. So, okay. And I have five questions for you that we ask all of our guests. Okay. Very quickie questions. Okay. What is your biggest turn on? Kindness. Biggest turn off? Cheapness. How would you describe your relationship in three, you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. in three words? Lots of laughs. 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 Good, I love it. Um, something we tell, one thing you would tell your younger self about sex. Ooh, keep it up. <laughs> keep going, keep doing it. Uh, number one relationship tip. Communicate. Even if it's not comfortable, communicate. All right. Thank you, Laura. We can find you at, we'll put this all at the top of the show too, but it's overeasy.com. Laura Wasser Official is Insta. And the firm that I work with is Wasser Cooperman Mandel's Family Law in Century City. And uh, yeah. Don't forget to see. Okay, and this will all be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show, supporting the show, and subscribing wherever you listen and leaving us a review. And thanks for sharing it with a friend who might find this also interesting. And thank you to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Have you ever heard that saying, you don't know what you don't know? Well, that is the very best way I can describe my life before I started using the Intensity by Permois. Kegel exercises have always been part of my routine, but I didn't realize exactly how strong my pelvic floor could be until I tried it. The Intensity delivers gentle electrostimulation to the PC muscle group, creating an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Yep, it does your Kegels for you. You just lie back and it does it and you're done. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee, it increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which is why I've stuck with my routine for so long. And now Pormois has two devices to choose from, the intensity, which doubles as an awesome rabbit vibrator, and the Apex, which delivers the same electrostimulation without the vibrator function. The Apex is the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation but still want an effortless Kegel workout. To learn more about the intensity and the Apex, click on the Pormois banner on my website or visit P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. That's Pormois dot com slash Emily.